We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. We are here for your Friday, March 10th episode. And this is our last weekday episode before we get to the legal tampering period, which launches free agency. So might do a little something Sunday on that free agency uh, prep that will be available then Monday morning. But then it's like time to rock and roll. So it's going to be here before we know it. And as a part of franchise mode that we do here for your Friday, I wanted to do something that I haven't done, which is um, some sort of free agency prediction. And I thought no better person to do that with. than someone I talk about this stuff with every day and Andrew Spade over at the OBR, we have a myriad of different conversations and scenarios that we play out as a staff. And obviously we write these things up every day. Jack Duffin does a plus work coming up with different scenarios. The Browns can follow. And that will be what we will do today is use a lot of Jack's work and try to sort of paint a picture for you of what this could look like and do a little mock simulation. And then Andrew and I will go back and forth and do a bit of a round robin where we go back and forth and make our picks. We can't double it up, so we're kind of competing with each other, uh, a little mini competition to see who comes up with the best mock free agent look. So, Andrew, what's up, man? Welcome into the show. Appreciate you being here. Fun to launch into another franchise mode. Yeah, I'm excited to be here and excited to uh, try my hand at uh, predicting what the Browns will do next week because uh, it feels like they're going to do something, but you know, there hasn't been a lot of like really reliable information about what that might be. So uh, I'm excited to try and do my best uh, guess of what it might look like. It is. There's not a great feel for And I would say over the past few years, there hasn't been a really sure. uh, inside feel for what's, what's going on. The Browns are going to do a lot of things of, and it should be this way. You shouldn't have your organization leaking these things out into the public anyway. But, yeah, we're sort of up against it, uh, figuring out what they're going to do. So what we'll do for this simulation is we will take what we have every day, which is our free agency mock that Jack Duffin does, and give you an idea. Now, if you're interested in the write-up of this, again, go through every day. I mean, we have it up every single day. You can find the old articles. If you're listening to this on Friday morning, uh, the latest one will be out. So 
um, what he does is looks at the the cap situation, the health around it, and some things he would do to open up cap spaces. The Browns are currently over the cap, but it's it's very easy for their cash situation to improve and put them in a place where they can get contracts under where they need them to be for this year. So the restructures that Jack does are Deshaun Watson, Miles Garrett, Joel Batonio, and Wyatt Teller. And he opens up what ends up being $65,876,000 in uh, cap money this year. Now, obviously this kicks the can in a lot of different ways down the road, and we'll deal with those later. The cap increase will help as it's expected to increase over the coming years. But for the sake of this and for the fact that we, we know Monday is coming quickly, and the Browns haven't formally announced any restructurings, we um, are going to take this as a little bit less than what it is. No offense to Jack. They could still do this, but we're going to take it down and remove Teller Betonio and just do uh, Watson Garrett and have it hovering right around the $50 million range. So if we take Teller Betonio out, have it at $50 million, we're going to dock $10 million out of it just for safe rollover, different things they could do there. And then uh, obviously holding spots for our draft picks, salary slots. And that gives us 40 million to play with. So the idea here is Andrew and I have five slots of moves. He can do five moves. I can do five moves. They cannot replicate. And what we'll do is you can do a trade with your draft picks or a player if you want to. That is of a realistic nature. So we can't have somebody trading for Patrick Mahomes, right? Can't do that. So it has to be a realistic trade or something that at least has been floated out there. Uh, as a cap casualty or somebody the Browns might be interested in moving or something. And then uh, we will also try uh, to use draft picks if we want. And then, and then with uh, the other decisions, it's simply just signing free agents. And we're going to try to fit it around 40 million. Now, again, look at what they did with Amari Cooper last year. They, they traded for Amari Cooper restructured it. His number was like 5 million. So put it this way, we are doing this at a very elementary level to have fun with it. We're going to use the uh, pro football focus model predictions of annual per year, understanding that just because a guy is slated to get 16 million per year, that doesn't mean he's he's going to end up uh, his cap number against the cap is going to be 16. That can move around and fluctuate and they can backload a contract or front load a contract. There's a whole bunch of stuff they can do, but we're just going to have fun with fitting what the average per year number is inside of our 40 million. So super simplified version of this game. But again, with all of the intricate details, I, I really think we could get out in the weeds. And I would imagine if you are super into those nuanced details, you're going to someplace like an over the cap, which has their own podcast or something else which can get you a little bit more reliable information in terms of whatever the intricate details are that you're chasing. We don't have that. You should be reading Jack at our website who gives you more of those details. He does a great job with it. So I think we laid this out. Any questions or general comments, Andrew, before we launch into this thing? Uh, no, Jake, that was uh, uh, flawlessly explained. and I, I, I'm ready to get started. I'm chomping at the bit, as they say. We're trying to be like three straight years of off-season champions. I think we got this mm-hmm. in. So, um, I will hang the banner and make the shirts. So I will let you hit lead off. You have the first decision. And again, a reminder, we're trying to fit this whole ordeal around 40 million. So we'll uh, keep some really firm accounting as we go through here. <laughs> 40 million number. I'm writing up Andrew's list and then yeah. my list as well. Here we go. You're leading off. Give me your guy. Explain it. Talk about the money situation. Yeah. Okay. So, so my first, um, you know, uh, uh, move is going to be a trade for a wide receiver. Um, 
and we can kind of hash out, you know, the two names that are at the top of my list. Um, it was DeAndre Hopkins, but of course, you know, he's in his thirties now and the money is, you know, is an issue. Um, the news that Cortland Sutton might be available is, you know, that's got my, that's got my attention. Obviously he'd be a little probably pricier in terms of draft pick compensation, but you have an uncertain future with Amari Cooper, uh, just because of his age and his contract situation. You don't know if you're going to commit to Donovan Peoples Jones. You know, we had a conversation a few weeks ago of, you know, what, what offensive players are under contract for this team long-term who's here for the long run. Right. And, you know, to me, Cortland Sutton is, I mean, he's, he's 28, so it's not like he's the youngest guy, but I think if you, if you trade for him, potentially redo his contract, you know, his number this year is like 18 million with 14 guaranteed. So, but then he's, that's it for his guaranteed money. I think you could probably bring him in add a year, you know, kind of smooth that cap number out, reduce it for this year, commit to him for three or four years. And for this year now, you've got Sutton, Cooper, and DPJ, which is a, a a pretty solid one through three. My thinking with wide receivers, essentially, I don't want to get to the end of this season and have any excuses about uh, what happened on offense, right? We need to see a, a, a blank slate for the quarterback and for the head coach, right? And so that includes wide receiver talent. If, you know, God forbid Amari Cooper were to get hurt, you know, in week two and they finish seven and 10 again, and the offense is, you know, middle of the pack and DVOA, a lot of people are going to be out there saying, well, they didn't have any wide receivers. Right. So I I'm not trying to say like, you got to build your whole off season around that particular thing, but I'm saying they got, you know, they had zero wide receiver depth last year and they got lucky and that they didn't have any injuries there. I think they need to address the position. And my preferred method would be to bring in a new number one that makes Cooper really a one B two a, and, and all of a sudden you kind of, you go from a, you know, a, a quasi weakness to, I think a real strength. So I'm going to say Cortland Sutton, I don't, you know, we can negotiate what the cap number is going to be. It's, I wouldn't think they'd leave it at 18. So let's call it maybe 10 uh, for this year. Yep. And it feels All to right. me like you'd probably have to give up 42 uh, to get him. All right. uh, so that's, move. Yeah, it's a it's a big move, but I think you know it's it's a sort of statement of intent, right? It is a statement of intent. I would say a thing that's alarming to me is Amari Cooper is one year older than Cortland Sutton. That's a little crazy. It doesn't feel like Amari Cooper's been around. Yeah, okay. Well, that really forever. torpedoes my entire argument, Jake. I don't really appreciate you bringing that up here. That, can we uh, cut sorry, this? I'm sorry about that. Can we cut it? <laughs> Edit that out. It's amazing. Sutton entered the league at 2018 at 23 years old. He's going to be 28 this year. Okay. And uh, mm. Cooper is uh, turning 29 in June. My That's God. crazy. That okay. just tells you the benefit if you can get a stud, 21-year-old stud. Mm-hmm. That they. Mm-hmm obviously last a while. So anyway, not to poo poo that, that that's, uh, I like Cortland Sutton a good bit. That's your first move. I've got a well, lot of options he's, on he's the a, table. He's a better receiver than Cooper, right? I mean, you agree with me on that. I don't know. I really, okay. I really don't okay. know. I, I mean, okay. Cortland, I'm, I, I don't think it's that far off or anything. It's like, I, right. I think that they're, they're both pretty, I mean, you know, Cortland has had, I mean, if you look at the quarterbacks he's dealt with, I don't think it's right. been this run of, really good quarterback play. He missed one full season in 20. I don't remember what injury he had back in 2020. I don't know if it was, was a knee an ACL. 
Yeah. Was it an ACL? I don't I really I, totally remember. My head. I think that they're probably in a pretty similar tier okay. of player, um, okay. which again, though, they need, they need good players. So right. I don't think it's like that far off. He had 109 targets. He caught 64 of them last year. Um, yeah. 829 yeah, yards. Yeah. That offense was miserable. So it's hard to yeah. really judge him until you, you know, so he's really kind of been out for two years now. Yeah, so he one year with a knee and one year with a quarterback. This this is very true. I mean, he's never had a good quarterback. I mean, going back to every year since 2018, the Broncos have been trying to figure out what the heck they're going to do at that position. They obviously got really desperate and went for Russell Wilson, which again, at the time, I don't think it was that crazy. It's still not crazy. It was a good, everyone lauded that trade. So anyway, I I don't mind Sutton. I I don't, I don't know um, that he's a guy I would pursue, but if they did, I could see the angle. I certainly mm-hmm. could see the angle. He's a, he's a nice mm-hmm. player, and he's a he's a big body. He's six four and two fifteen or so, and can get downfield and make plays. And obviously, is a Pro Bowl uh, player at one time too. So yeah, I, th- I think again, he's he's fine. I, I when you look at wide receiver here, like you, you who you're chasing, it's interesting. I get caught between like wanting a wide receiver and not. I mean, just saying, hundred percent draft one and and yep. and make an early pick at forty two and go with it. So I'm going to be on the opposite end of what you're doing so i'm not taking a wide receiver i don't even know that i'm going to end up taking one at all i really think i'm leaning into that being the 42nd pick so uh moving off uh, everything's open for me here i mean uh, every contract everything we could want i'm gonna say for the sake of just trying to to do some fun stuff with this like i think that what i'm going to do is sign jesse bates um Mm. I'm, I'm I think sh- it's a bit I'm of a shocked. surprise. I'm sure you're shocked for the sake of what I think I can get. I'm trying to prove, you I mean, I like Juan Thornhill. Listen, there's a lot of guys at safety that I'd be into. Thornhill's yeah. about a 7.5 prediction. Uh, Adrian Amos is a six and a quarter. Uh, Marcus Epps is six, seven, five on the average per year. Uh, Deron Harmon, if you want to get real cheap, is at 1.75. But I do think, in this scenario, if I can get Bates and I can get him down, I'll sign him to the big contract. I don't have a problem with giving him like a four-year deal, a four-year 60 yeah. or something like that, but I can maneuver yeah. some things around on it. Taking his first year at 15 against the cap, I want to give you guys a scenario of if they do sign Jesse Bates because I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's the most preferred route for me, but this is what it will look like. So mm-hmm. if they sign Bates at 15, I'm going to show you what they can do off of it. So. That's my first signing, Jesse. I mean, he's good. He's he's rangy. He, if yeah. you want a post safety that can cover the field, you take the leader of Cincinnati's defense off of it. It cripples yep. a division rival, but then they also have yep. to see him two times a year. There's a lot yep. of good that can be done with this. So, uh, and he plays all the time. He's he's yeah. always on the field, and that's an element yeah. to uh, that is imperative too. Yeah. So. I'm into uh, seeing what that looks like because again, there's a lot of connect. Whether you want to believe the connections that are out there or not, there's a lot of them. So we're gonna yep. go down this road of Jesse Bates. So 15 million for me. You are up with your next pick. Yeah, I, just to just to piggyback off of that, I I do think after you know kind of looking at it this week and thinking about you know they've moved on from John Johnson, there is room. You know, I, I think the the from what I've like read and kind of absorbed from people in Brown's fandom, the, the vibe I'm getting is that we kind of want to do the like buffet style, right? Where you like grab one guy for four and another guy for six. And then that guy, you know, that's two and a half. And you, you know, like you do a lot of bargain hunting basically. And I think that that's, 
Like, I, I understand why that makes sense. I don't think that's how the, like the front office of the Browns currently prefers to go about it. They really like, I mean, the years they've been here so far, they have spent big money on defensive players. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, I mean, yeah. first year it was Hooper and Conklin. Those are offensive players. But same thing. They've had some big contracts. They're not afraid to spend money. And so, you know, it's different now, obviously, because they've got more of a cap issue. But I, I think the Bates stuff goes a lot further. There's room on this defense for one more big contract. Let's say it that way. So, Bates is um, that big contract. I, I, That's what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and honestly, if you hadn't done it, I was going to do it. I was going to just go big twice and get Sutton and Bates. So, um, See, I was, looking I, at I what your pick, I, that's why I swept the rug out from under you. Now you're on tilt a little yeah. bit. That's what I was trying to do. That's right. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm shaking. My left hand is a little bit, uh, I got the jitters a little bit. Um, I'm going to go. So, you know, what I'll do is I'll just do what, you know, I think the Browns actually might do. If, if somebody backs up the Brinks truck for Bates, they could pivot to Chauncey Gardner Johnson. And so that's what I'll do here. Nice. Uh, PFF's got him at 11 and a half. Uh, so, you know, your first year is, is probably under 10 and he's a good player, versatile, can, can kind of move all over the field. Um, and you know, was, was in Philly, not with Schwartz, but you know, obviously was in Philly this year and made it to the Super Bowl and, and played really, really well. They missed him when he was out this year. So, um, and I think I've said on this podcast before, they value the secondary, um, both safeties and cornerbacks. I, I really think they do. And so I think I think they're going to make a move for a, a starting safety early in free agency. Versatile, as you said, could play the slot and play deep. Him and Epps were a part of Philly's secondary that was so deceptive. Both of those guys could rotate and play deep third. They could split safety them. They could roll either one of them down. Really deceptive group. So him pairing with Grant Delpit, pretty fun to think yeah. about. So two good safeties. Mm-hmm. I am going to sign um, what somebody called the other day my white whale, which is Arden Key. Like, I just... I freaking love him. I, I think he found his niche. He came into the NFL light out of LSU, had some issues off the field. Things didn't work out in, in Oakland, and he put on weight. He figured out how he needed to play the position and, and the versatility that he could have inside and out. Put on weight, got stronger, freaking solved it in San Francisco. I was bummed they didn't sign him. He went to Jacksonville last year. I don't know how interested he is in coming up to the north to play football. Um but but if you're talking to me about, you know, what would the Browns, you know, what would they need? Like, what would they covet? They, they love positionless front players, like guys who can play edge and slide inside and be bullies. Like, they can do some really fun things with Arden Key, and he can be that edge opposite of Miles who has effectiveness in both areas. So he's listed at a 975. I'm going to put his cap number at $9 million this year. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who I'm going with. So I got Bates, and then I'm going Arden Key as my second edge. I'm giving him probably a two-year deal, very, very much front-loaded in terms of the guaranteed number, but I'm kind of fitting him in there at a nine nine million slot for this upcoming year. So that's my second one. I have Bates and Key. So far, you have Cortland Sutton and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Hit me with your next one. Uh, this is a tough one now because I'm trying to anticipate what you're doing, which, you know uh... – uh, I wasn't really having anticipating having to do, but I think I'll go, since you've already gone edge, I'll go interior and I'll take uh, David Onyemata from the Saints uh, as SLB. my... That was my next one. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. They need, you know, what they, I mean, they obviously they need a, a big plugger, right? But they also, yep. 
uh, really desperately need a, a three tech, some interior pressure. Their interior pressure has been so bad the past few years. Yep. You know, they thought they had it last year with Taven Bryan. You know, it was Malik Jackson the year before that. And those guys just, you know, didn't live up to the hype, didn't live up to the paycheck, frankly. So uh, we'll try and solve it again with Anyamata. Um, you know, PFF's got him at like, what do they have, two or three years at seven and a half? So. You know, you probably can't keep his cap number down too low, so it's it's probably it's probably like six or seven uh, this year. But um, you know, I, I mean, I think I think he's a good player, so I'm excited about that one. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's a good pick. It's a good pickup. He's one of the better names on the market that people don't talk about enough. So I got him slated at seven for you. So you have spent mm-hmm. 27 so far on three players. I like nice. your route so far. I have Bates, Key, and then I am going to go – this is kind of tough. I would probably, for the sake of needing to find something I like on the interior, uh, I would probably set up and go Sheldon Rankins. So I'll Mm -hmm. go Rankins here, Mm -hmm. uh, who slots in at $6 million, another former Saint who went to the Jets last year. Again, nice player, has the ability to play shade. He can play the three, just an NFL level producing defensive mm-hmm. tackle who you don't yeah. feel embarrassed to put on the field. That's our bar. And <laughs> I think, listen, Rankins is, he's better than that. I'm not trying to take away credit from him. He can play. Yeah. He's certainly not the most dominant at the position, but you know, I look at like Javon Hargrave and he's asking for 18 million at his age. It's just, it's just steep. It's just kind of mm-hmm. steep. So I think there's some good value guys here. Um, so I will go Sheldon Rankins to match your Onyemata as we both have, um, 
kind of attack pretty similar spots here, except for you went wide receiver. So I'm at Bates key. And then on your uh, rankings is 6 million. So I'm sitting at 15 sitting at nine. So I'm sitting at what? So if I slot him in at six, I'm sitting at 30 with two players. So I got 10 million for two players left. So mm-hmm. it's getting a little tight over here. Um, you are sitting at 27. Yeah. 27 mm-hmm. here with, with two players mm-hmm. left. So, all right, go ahead. Uh, okay. So I've got two players left. So the question here is, uh, you know, they really could double up. We've talked about this. They could double up at edge. They could double up at, at tackle right uh, on the defensive line. Um, they could sign four, four free agents across the defensive line. Depending on yeah. what type of edge they sign opposite Garrett, right? If they sign, you know, a guy like Key, he's probably playing, you know, the 80% of the snaps, and so you don't really need as much from your third edge. But if they sign somebody a little bit older, which is kind of the route that I'm thinking, then you kind of do have to sign another guy, you know, to, to avoid that pressure. And so then, but then, you know, the question is, do you, how, you know, we still have a hole at defensive tackle. You know, I signed on Yamada. So I really need a run stuffer. So I think I'll I think I'll solve that first because it's a bigger hole, um, both you know literally and figuratively. So I'll go Ashawn Robinson uh, at the one tech uh, for two and a half for a, like a one year deal just to just to just to fix the problem. Yeah, you've taken two straight players I had listed to go next. So kudos to you. Yeah, feel pretty good about that. Copying off my board. Bastard. <laughs> All right, 2.5 for Ashawn. I am also going to go interior. I'm going to take Puna Ford. A little bit mm-hmm. of a down year last year, but I think a fun opportunity to buy low. Similar run defender base, but is young, still has room to grow at the position. Uh, and I, I just really like his ability to play inside. But still, as he continues to be most effective against the run, I think he can obviously pivot and be pretty damn effective when he wants to get after the pass or two. So I'm going to peg him in at like a 3.5. You're going to have to sign him for a more money than Ashawn because he's been more consistently on the field. But I think you can yeah. get his number about three and a half or four. So I'm going to st- slate that at three and a half. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of his his neighborhood, but, but PFF's got him for his AAV at like seven. Yeah, that's why I think Which, that they could backload it. They could get a little creative with it. Yeah. So I'm giving this is like my one creative. I, uh, no, and that's fine. I'm not. Think, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised that that number, number, number for him. Yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I just think it's a that number feels high to me. That's all. Um. Okay. Uh. So I need. I do need an edge player. And and you know, again here, this is where you know we did in my scenario we did trade away 42. So you know, they're going to struggle to find an edge that can, can start. So you, you really have to get one in free agency, even if they might add one later for depth in the draft. Uh, the name that really clicks for me uh, as a great second fiddle is Leonard Floyd. And I think, I think the judges will allow me to sign him. I believe I have the money. Um, PFF's got him at a one year, uh, $7 million contract. And I think, you know, uh, it's not he's not the same player as Clowney, but it's the same vibe, right? The guy that comes in to try and you know basically clean up after Miles Garrett. And uh, considering you've added so much talent on the interior, there should be opportunities for him to to get some nice one on ones. I like it. It's a good. That's of the veterans that are out there of like the Bud Duprees and the Frank Clarks. That's the one that I would prefer to go with most. Uh, yeah, I just I just like the fit there. So you're at like. 
I think 34 million right now. So you came into that 27. A Sean puts you at 30. Yeah, and then so you're at 37. And then okay. I'm sitting at with I put Puna up to four just to be a little bit more careful. So I'm sitting at 34. You know, I'm interested in a couple positions. I'm I'm probably gonna go. I'm probably gonna go ahead and do this. I'm gonna sign Demarcus Walker. Mm-hmm. Which he slated at four million as well. Now mm-hmm. I was bummed. I told you off air before we started that his name has already kind of creeped out there. These Tennessee guys, man, the Tennessee group that covers them for I think it's Broadway, um, the Broadway group there. I think what's the name of that? Um uh, let me see if I can figure out the name, give them a shot. Music City Audible is the podcast, but they're like Broadway sports. They they just are very connected with the Titans and have a lot of inside information, but they had put out today that uh, the Titans have been in contact with Demarcus Walker. They hope to sign him back, but his market's already been hot. He's receiving a ton mm. of attention from outside parties. L- logically, Cleveland, because Schwartz was just there with him and that that big right. edge love that they have. So, like, the Browns ruling out a Miles Garrett. Arden Key is an inside player. A Sheldon Rankins is your shade. And then, like, a Demarcus Walker. Like, think about mm. that juxtaposed mm. with what you had last year at times on the field. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is night and day so i'm gonna do the demarcus walker route that puts me at 38 of Mm -hmm. the 40 and we are gonna do one bonus player under two and a half million each so i'll give you a moment (laughs) to think about this but i have i have my plan go ahead um for this i i'm curious uh what you end up doing I think when I look at cheap, I'm looking at Mike Linebacker. Like, to not yeah. go into the draft. The yeah, one. Yeah, now, like, yeah. Would I be interested in taking a Mike Linebacker in the draft? Yes. Here's what I would do. I would kind of just be interested in what could what could Devin Bush do here. Um, mm. Slated at two That's years. A spicy nugget. One year. It, 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 it's just a thought. He has not been as good. Mm-hmm. Now, again, the, the Pittsburgh defense is different than what Schwartz will play here. And he's right. only 24 right now. He's going to be 25. That's a really good flyer to take. Now, pretty similar AAV for Anthony Walker. You could get him on a similar number, maybe less, but he's also coming back from an injury. And I just am like, I'm curious about Devin Bush. And wouldn't it be fun to take Pittsburgh's guy that they went up in the first round to get brought him here? And then he really figured it out in a different defensive structure. That would be a yeah. lot of fun for one. So I'm going to sign at. Uh, 2.75 and end up being eh, I'm cheating the system a little bit. I'm going to end up 750,000 over my number. Devin Bush as my mic going into the draft. Not that I can't draft another one, but that's mm. a fun flyer to me. So you have um, a little bit more to play with. I think you have 3 million. So okay. I'll let you juice that up to three and a half if you want, if you got a guy. Uh, yeah. Well, I've, I've got some accounting tricks up my sleeve, but uh I just want to say on on middle linebacker, you know, um, the other name is is Quincy Williams uh, that was with the Jets last year. You know, his PFF grades are not good, but he like he's one of those attitude guys that you know, having that guy as a linebacker who just like you know is always just trying to hit guys as hard as he can. Like it, it you know, that sort of stuff is a little contagious, and so I think there's a few guys that could be you know cheap linebacker signings that I'd be probably more excited about than I should be considering, you know, their relative importance to the success of the team. But um, there's, there's a few names floating around out there that I would be interested in. I think the Bush idea is, is fun too. Just something that like, 
could spark and, and that turnaround of, of signing somebody away from Pittsburgh would be kind of a thrill. Um, so my, my, uh, my move here is, as you know, we've got Anyamata and we've got Ashawn Robinson. Um, uh, we've got Perion Winfrey, um, and you know, whether it's Togiai or Ben Stilley or, you know, whatever, uh, I don't care who the fourth DT is, but I'm cutting Jordan Elliott and he's like on the cap for almost $3 million this year. So, yeah, he's With gone. that money I save, I'm going to be able to afford Brandon Graham as another rotational edge. Ooh, okay, I like. So that. I'm gonna I'm gonna just juice up the pass rush. I'm gonna go Miles Garrett, Leonard Floyd, Brandon Graham, just waves. I'm gonna do waves. Yeah, with Ashawn and Anyamata to 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 early down, late down with. Exactly. That's um, yep. that's a lot of fun, man. That's a good yep. group. Yep. I like it. So you go. Cortland Sutton in a trade that gives up pick 42 Chauncey Gardner Johnson mm-hmm. for 10 Sutton is also for 10 against the cap on Yamada 7 million um, defensive tackle a Robinson more of an inside defensive tackle a shade for two and a half Leonard Floyd formerly of the Los Angeles Rams and edge for 7 million and then Brandon Graham I got you like four four and a half so mm-hmm. that's who you're that's who you're going with I like it I on the other hand go with Jesse Bates at a 15 number against the cap. Arden Key at nine. Sheldon Rankins at six. Then uh, Puna Ford at four million, four and a half million, excuse me. And then um, we end up going with Demarcus Walker uh, to put us right at 38 and some change. And then I go with Devin Bush to be the Mike Linebacker. Also interested in Cody Barton there, uh, former mm. Seahawk. Interesting mm-hmm. player at that spot too. But yeah, I ended up going with Devin Bush as just a means of different scheme different team reset also staying in the division because you'd be surprised how many guys who leave their original team like to stay in the division and that's the like yeah. the, the the i mean you're talking about larry Ogunjobi is one team away yes. from playing the afc bingo card right? right so he's uh afc north bingo card not couldn't play for 16 teams that'd be quite the record <laughs> but nonetheless that's what we did. So listen, let us yeah. know. I'm going to tweet this podcast out. Let us know which one you like more. Uh, be sure to uh, yell at both of us for no reason at all. That's always fun. Oh, so uh, let us know what we think. But this is what it would be. And boy, would it be fun uh, to have these guys that we added. The, the team would be better. Yeah. just would be a lot better. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I hope they are able to get as aggressive as we're talking about here. Because I do think the one thing that would be, as we've we've sort of heard, Andrew, uh, and I'm sure you would agree with me, so much we've heard about how much they can create and all this aggressiveness. It's been just a lot of smoke about they're going to be aggressive. They got this money to play with. And and, and if they just come out and really don't do much based on yeah. just the vibes that we've heard. And I, again, the, the only source that matters is the actual guy, like the actual GM. Right. that part doesn't miss us, but I would be pretty bummed if they just didn't end up doing very much and didn't make any sort of, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be bummed if they didn't make a trade at 42 or if they didn't sign a bait to big name, but they need to add like, we're talking six slots here. I, I they need to add some players, man. They really need to go get yeah. some NFL quality players for for some of the depth stuff that we've been talking a lot about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know we didn't even there's a few positions we didn't even really touch on. Um, you know what what they do at uh, at center is interesting because I don't know how much you can count on Nick Harris coming off of an ACL uh, at the beginning of the season. You know. Um, we didn't really talk about slot corner. We talked about it a little bit when we were prepping. Um, <laughs> the slot corner, slot corner market corner is always 
yeah, it's, 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 it's bad. And, you know, then it's, it's kind of a question of like who plays well inside and, you know, who can you move somebody inside and those sorts of things. So it's never going to be a big ticket item, but it's another area where they could definitely bring a, a, a veteran in who has done it. Um, you know, you talking about guys staying in the division, it would be, you know, you could, you could sign Bates. Another safety is Deshaun Elliott from the, the Ravens. You know, he's, I, I mean, he, maybe he's back now that they traded Chuck Clark to the Jets, but, um, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a player who's a, you know, special teamer, depth safety, not, you know, again, not a headliner, but I think to your point, it feels like it's not that they have to go out and be leading the news cycle, but they have to be, I have to be kind of relentless at bringing in, you know, multiple guys. It actually like, it's, it's the, it's the thing where it would be, I think it would be just as disappointing if they made one big marquee signing and then sat on their hands for three weeks. Both of those, the, the volume to me, you know, whether you end up spending on a big name that we're talking about here or not, I wouldn't be bummed by that, but you're right. If they don't like volume up some of these spots that are glaring issues, then right. it starts to become a concern. Cause we just, we sort of last year, we, they, we watched them sit on their hands at some spots exactly. where we're like, man, like this is they're, okay. They're going to roll with this defense tackle group. That's what they're really going to like. Taven Bryan is the name. That's what you're going with. Okay. Like we, we watched it and we excused it and then we understood the excuse, which again, uh, right. you know, it d- doesn't miss me. I understand the excuse, but like, there is no excuse anymore. So right. that right. can't be the the outcome here where we're like, well, okay, well, we're just going to trust them that these players are going to be able to handle these these roles that we don't know. Like, we're talking about what I think is a pretty plausible route. And although we're talking about Arden Key or some of these, like, they're interchangeable pieces. Like, we're, we didn't even mention a lot of the guys that are available with these positions that we passed on. Like, I mean, even just the likes of guys like Frank Clark, Bud Dupree, some of these others who are, finding mm-hmm. their way into free agency here. Like the, there's paths here to making this a line that doesn't involve, you know, half-assed Jadevian Clowney, uh, you know, putting in, him out there with, with, you know, Jordan Elliott and Taven Bryant. Like we, we need right. to look back at last year and laugh at it. Like if we're not yes. doing that, then they yeah. didn't handle this right because it's way too, it's way too important to get this thing solved. And I cannot imagine Schwartz takes this job without the idea. Like, Hey man, we are going after solving the personnel here up front yeah. among some other spots that we want them to solve too you know yeah i think i mean it's 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 a question of of just like raising the floor right and i think the the there were some p- parts of the roster last year where the the back end because the draft picks haven't hit the back end you know just really fell out and and uh i mean i talked about it when i prioritized receiver you know at, at the first uh it's the same thing there. I mean, I, I, and I hear you like drafting somebody at 42 makes a ton of sense because you've got them for four years. You're making a long-term investment, somebody that can grow in Cleveland with the quarterback. The, but it, there's, then it's the tension of they need somebody that's ready to go in September. They it, really, they do. And so that's true for a few spots. It's true at defensive tackle. It's true at second edge. I think it's true for one more face in the wide receiver room. Uh, I, and, and then you, you're talking about safety and slot corner. That's already six. I've already, I'm running out of fingers over here. Yeah. They have needs. They have to address yeah. a lot of needs. And yeah. that's kind of the point of why we did the extra slot here is if you just stop at five, you're like, okay, well, what are you doing right. a linebacker? You right. know, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Some of these <laughs> yeah, other I didn't even mention that, we didn't even exactly. address yeah. them. So right. yeah, there's, there's a need here, man, to go get some things done so that you're not forcing things in the draft. Not that you can't find like 
you referenced, we talked about slot corner, which we did, you know, there's, there's a deep draft at a lot of positions. I think they should be into interested tight end, a second tight end. Like I, I cannot fathom personally spending big money on a second tight end, like a 7 million oh, yeah. number per year on like a foster Moreau <laughs> or something like that. So Gives I'm not chills. into some of that. Yeah. It, it, the, no, thanks. But like for the most part, the, the draft can help with a lot of those things, but I certainly, and I'm sure you would agree. And, and most people agree that you just don't want them to be, chasing things you know even though yeah. i think that, that, right. that it's a nice opportunity with this cornerback class to go get a slot corner you don't want to be hunting a slot corner right and in, in, in banking on that guy to be a integral part of things here you, you're balancing where you think your rookies can be ready and where they can't because like if you do get josh downs or if you do get a wide receiver at 42 like i think some of those guys can be ready to, to be mm-hmm. on the field sure. and a part of things right away but that's the only pick you have in the top 100. Essentially, you have pick 98, but that's, you know, that's yeah. so dicey. Yeah. So End like of the third, who's even going to be there? Yeah, you man, you just don't know. You don't know. So I'm just yeah. like 42 is important, and and I'd like it to be for edge, or I'd like it to be for wide receiver personally. So anyway, this is fun. I think we got a lot of important parts of this whole thing hashed out, and 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 a good preview of what this can look like if they either make a trade um at that slot at 42 and go get a wide receiver or if they do juice up things and go get you know that expensive player like jesse Bates. so uh pretty good picture painted here andrew a lot of fun as always man this will be the last time we connect before free agency kicks off so hopefully we get to do this franchise mode next week it'll be a lot of like you know reacting to we've already reacted to a lot of things the browns have done but we can see some fun things around the league that some other teams have done and kind of break that down so should be one of the most exciting weeks of the offseason uh, coming up here so pretty pumped about it thanks for joining man my pleasure jake a uh, good time and i mean I, i'm excited to see Cortland sutton in brown and orange in the fall <laughs> i can't wait listen i would love Cortland sutton although sneaky uh sneaky similar age to amari cooper you all <laughs> you all realized it here when i said it i think i caught you really off guard with that one i think people think that like because well, amari cooper is so soft-spoken and yeah. it's like plays a lot of people chess. think he's like 32 he is uh, yeah. still pretty young. Yeah, wears he's a lot of sweaters. No. Yep, yep. A lot of sweaters. It says so says sweaters. uh so so many uh, guys who don't talk. You think they're older, right? They just these these are throwback exactly. types. Yeah, Nick Chubb well, is throwback like types are probably right? older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, people yeah. still want to get a first for him. But anyway, at any rate, for myself and for Andrew and for the OBR, continue to stop by and check out everything we're doing. I think there's a ton of great stuff going on at the website, so check that out. We uh, appreciate you stopping by on a Friday. Have a great Friday. Check out the mock draft free agency. It's the last free agency mock that we'll do on Friday. Then we'll have some fun stuff over the weekend. So check all that stuff out. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for stopping by. It'll be our film breakdown. We are out of here. Go Browns. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.